So guys, tonight we are in part two of wait here. Andrew spoke last week about how hard it can be to wait sometimes. Sometimes it feels like God puts us in a red box, right? And we're stuck right in it. And he says, wait here while I do something in your life. And when we're stuck waiting here, we love to step outside the box. That's exactly what Andrew talked about. And he read a scripture that said that we shouldn't lean on our own understanding. When times get hard and we're waiting, we love to take things into our own hands. We love to say, hey, I can control this. If I can manipulate the situation, I won't have to wait anymore and everything will work out the way that I want. And we saw last week that that can lead to a lot of trouble. And that's going to be a theme in this series is that when we try to take things into our own hands, it's going to be a mess because God has us waiting here. And we should listen when God says something. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I hate waiting just as much as you do. I mean, I loathe waiting. I hate waiting at a restaurant for my food to come. I hate waiting at the doctor's office. I I hate waiting on the drive-through line. I mean, I hate everything about waiting. There's nothing good about waiting. I'm right there with you guys tonight. Um, Saturday, I was at the gym, and I was on the treadmill. And it's really cool. They have a TV on the treadmill, so I get to watch the TV. And I was looking for SportsCenter. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And so as I'm flipping through the channels, I found Rob Deerdeck's show, Ridiculousness. You guys ever seen that show? It's pretty funny. It's like America's home, uh, home videos, like the funniest home videos, like on steroids, right? And so it's really funny. I- I'm enjoying it. We're-, we're watching it. And it's pretty clean. You know, there's no problem with it. And uh, it-, it was like this list of like epic fails. And then all of a sudden it cuts to two dogs that love each other, doing something when they love each other. You all follow me on that? So here I am running on the treadmill, and then this comes on the TV, and it's a pretty big size, and there's people all around me. And I'm running, and I'm like, oh, Lord, please don't let anyone see what I'm watching right now. This is going to look so bad. So I'm running pretty fast now. It's like I'm, I'm at like a high speed, and so I have to wait before I change the channel. And I have to get the speed down first before I can go over and get this remote down to lower the speed. And so as I finally get the speed down, right, I go to change the channel. And of course, it like has a bug out, right? And so this is like the longest scene in the whole show over. These dogs are just going at it, right? And (laughs) of course, as I finally change it, the lady looks at me next to me and she just gives me this look like, What is wrong with you? Like, why are you watching this? We are in a public place right now. And I was like, turn off. Why aren't you working? And it just wouldn't work. And so finally it just ended and the clip kept going. So I moved on and I was like, oh, I hate waiting. Why did that have to happen like that? I was so embarrassed that that lady saw me like, I'm a pastor. It's not like that, I promise. But waiting can be really rough. And a lot of you guys are waiting on a lot of different things today. And that can be really hard when God has you stuck here. And I know what that's like. I'm I'm waiting on some things today too. And I want to control them. I want to manipulate them. Maybe you guys have been praying to God for something and it just hasn't been happening. And that can be a really hard thing to go through. It almost feels like God has abandoned you sometimes when you're waiting, right? I think that's one of the first thoughts that goes through our mind is, God, why are you abandoning me right now? And here's what I want to tell you guys. And I I really hope that this really encourages you because this is so important. When God tells you to wait here in that box, it's for a purpose. It's for a reason. It's not in vain. Whenever a situation comes up in your lives, guys, it's not some random thing that's happening. When God has you waiting for a season in your life, he's trying to do something. And he's usually trying to develop something in you. He's trying to work something inside of you. So tonight, if you are waiting in an area in your life and you don't know why, I'm telling you right now, 
God is doing it to develop trust in you. He's doing it to develop patience in you. There's something greater that's happening at the other end of it. I want to read to you guys a quote by C.S. Lewis. This is what he said about it. God is the artist, and you are only the picture. You can't see it, so quietly submit to be painted. And that's what happens when we're waiting. We can't see what God is doing. You know, we're just the painting. And you know, when we, if we try to take things into our own hands, there's a really good chance that we can mess up the masterpiece that God is making. And that's why it's so important that we submit to God, what God is trying to do while we're being painted, guys. Because God is doing something beautiful in you. God doesn't make bad pictures. He's trying to develop something so awesome in you. So it's so important that you know it's for a reason and God is doing something great in you. See, he's always after something in us. Whenever we go through trials or something like that, he's trying to develop something in us. He's trying to make us more like himself and less like this world. So I, I really want you guys to get that and understand that. But here's something I really want you guys to understand and get to, is that God knows how hard waiting is. I, I really believe that. He knows that it's a difficult process. And I want to tell you tonight that while we're waiting, he's given us something to hold on to while we're going through these seasons and times in our lives. When I was in 11th grade, we went on a canoeing trip uh, with me and a bunch of my buddies, right? And uh, we went right up here at the Nisiquag River, and it was one of the most epic days ever, right? Um, me and a bunch of my buddies and Doug came, and we got in these boats, and it was really cool. We had two different boats because there was a lot of us. And the second we swam away from the people that gave us the boats, it became who can flip the other person's boat over, right? So we're like hitting each other with paddles. Doug's jumping out of the boat and trying to flip us. These boats are sinking now in the middle of the Nisiquag River. And like when you step at the bottom of this place, it's like you've transported into like this evil, like murky water. I don't even know what's going on at the bottom of that water, but it's gross and disgusting, right? And so we're trying to flip each other over and our boats are getting full and we can't flip them over. Finally, we ended up giving up on that. We realized that was pretty tiring and we started going on in this journey, right? And uh, halfway through, we're like, we have no idea where we're going. We probably should have asked someone where to go because we're completely lost. And then my friend said this most epic line and I will never forget this. He goes, follow the birds. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And we were all like, that's not going to do anything. But sure enough, we followed the birds, like he said, and eventually we ended up getting to shore. He had, that was his one good idea that day. He had another idea that wasn't that good. He told us to attach the boats together, and uh, that was a bad idea, because now we're steering, and we're like going really left, or we're going really right, and we like couldn't straighten it out. But the bird idea was genius. So we finally got back, and we were really tired. But it didn't matter what was going on that day. In the beginning, we were going to flip each other, and we were going to unleash war with each other that day. It's just, even if we had like an anchor to hold us, nothing was going to stop us from waging war on each other. It was supposed to be this nice, peaceful ride, but it definitely wasn't. And uh, I, like I was saying before, guys, I think that God has given us something to hold us in place like an anchor while we're waiting. See, an anchor is made to protect a ship from harsh winds and from rough waters. And while you're waiting, there's going to be days that are really hard. The storms of life are going to be beating down. And you're going to want to move out of this box. And you know God has you here. And it's going to be beating down really hard. But luckily, God has given you and I an anchor to hold us here. 
And so for those of you guys tonight that need that and that need to hear that, there's hope for you tonight. There's encouragement in the midst of this. This is encouragement for me tonight, what we're about to talk about. But there is also so much at stake because the enemy also sees you while, he's, while you're waiting. And this is when he loves to come in your life and whisper into your ear that God doesn't care about you, that he's forgotten about you, that he's gonna give up. He doesn't care about the situation that's going on. And if you take a couple of steps, steps out, guys, I've seen people do that. And it's messed up the masterpiece that God was trying to make in their life. And I don't want to see that happen to any of you in the room tonight. And that's why it's so important that we see that and we catch that tonight. So tonight, we're going to look at a story of someone who got this. Someone who really lived this out in their life. And it's so important that we learn from him because it's going to really help us. So we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 6 tonight. You guys can follow me along on the screens. Start in verse 13. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. All right, let's talk a little bit about Abraham. And now that we know the direction we're going, let's, let me tell you a little bit about his story. When Abraham was 75 years old, God told him that he was going to have as many um, descendants as stars in the sky. That was kind of a pretty big deal to say because he was 75 years old. I don't know many people that are 75 years old and they're having children in that time in their life. Breaking hips and bad things are going on if you're going to be doing that. So that's not how God intended it, if you know what I mean. Okay. So this was like a big deal. And when God said this to Abraham, his wife, Sarah, laughed in God's face when she said it. It's usually not a good thing to do, to laugh in God's face. But she did. And she would end up paying the consequences because of that. But Abraham believed God. And this verse says what? He waited patiently. The opposite of what you and I do. Maybe God has promised you guys something and you're standing on it and it's not going on. After a week, maybe after a month, we're like, I can't do this anymore. This is getting way too hard. I'm gonna tell you something a little bit about Abraham, guys. Abraham waited 25 years for that promise to happen. 25 years. He had to be patient for God to fulfill this promise in his life. When I think about that and the things that I'm waiting on and how God has come through in my past, it's nowhere near 25 years. I'm not even 25 years old yet. But Abraham gives us a great example of what it is to really trust in God. We'll keep going because this author is going to give us some more. Paul's going to give us some more great things about this story that we need to learn from. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all arguments. So basically, oaths were really important back then. Promises were really um, trusted. And if you, if you said a promise, then people were going to hold it to you. It's not like now where people said promises and they always break them. But it was really important back then. Continue in verse 17. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. So, this 
is what this author is trying to get out now. That this is the hope that we stand on. That if God has promised you something, that it is impossible for him to lie. If God lied, he would stop being God. And, and, and if, if he did that, it would be impossible for him to be God. So it just, it would never work. Because he is God, it is impossible for him to lie. It is not something he could even do. So some of you guys need to stand on that promise today. That it is impossible for God to lie. That he is unchangeable. That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he promises something, it's going to come to pass. See, I, I understand that maybe some of you are saying, you know, the thing that I'm waiting on today, Joey, the thing that is really bothering me, God didn't promise me anything about it necessarily. He didn't give me some hope about this issue. I'm just trusting and praying that he will do something about this. That's probably true. God probably didn't say anything specific to you about the thing that you were waiting on today. Maybe for some of you he has. But for the majority of people, I would say he probably didn't. Well, God has promised you things throughout the Bible that you need to hold on to, that you need to hang on to while you are waiting and hold God to his promise. I want to show you just a couple of them. They're not going to be up on the screen because I really just want you guys just to, just to hear them a little bit. This is the first one. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6. Those of you guys who are sitting here and you're feeling all alone today, you feel like God couldn't care about your problem at all, the Bible says that he'll never leave you or forsake you, that he's standing right there with you while you are hurting today. And he's never gonna abandon you while you're here. Yeah, it may take some time, just like it did for Abraham, but God is gonna hold you every step of the way. Hold on to that promise of God while you are waiting here, that he's with you every step of the way through the waiting process. Let's look at this next one. God has a great plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. We've talked about this verse before, guys. It's something you hear all the time. Those of you guys who are waiting on something about your future, a, a job, you know, you're already that far in advance. You're thinking about schools. You're thinking about grades. Something's going on today in that area of your life, and you're worried about your future. God says that he's got you right there, that he has a great plan for you. So while you're waiting about that issue that applies to that, hold God to his promise right here. And he'll be faithful to it. Let's look at one more. Everything will work together for the good of those who believe in Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 28. Those of you who are waiting and you're worried that it's not gonna work out the way you want, hold on to Romans 8, 28. God will work it out in your life. See, it's so important that we hold God to his promises because he's faithful to do it. And it's so important that we remind ourselves because he hasn't forgotten about it, but we forget about it sometimes. We let the enemy come in and whisper to us and hurt us because we forget so easily. I'll tell you guys a little bit more about Abraham's story. Abraham trusted in God and he waited patiently for him. But Abraham's wife, Sarah, she didn't wait. She didn't trust God. She decided to take things into her hands. And so she got this brilliant idea that she was gonna give Abraham her servant and have her conceive the baby because she was younger. 
See, she, she took God's plan. She said, God, I can't wait for you any longer. I need to do this. I need to make it work. And Abraham had a baby with Sarah's servant. And this would cause so much trouble in their relationship and in their lives, guys. This would cause problems that would go past their generation. And the same thing happens when we take it into our hands. It has the same potential to do that much damage when we try to do these things. As it will only lead to more pain and more hurt if we try and take it into our own hands. And it will mess up the masterpiece that God is trying to make. Let's go to this next verse. We who have fled to take hold of hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So while you guys are waiting, while you guys are sitting here in this hard time, you need to hold on to hope. You need to hold on to it and not let go because if you do, it will keep you in place that there is a God who loves you so much and is fighting for you. It says that Jesus is ever interceding at the right hand of the Father on your behalf for your issue today. And so you can't ever lose hope because the second you do, you'll step out of the box. Hope is so important. While I was studying for this message, I just typed in the Google hope and I just wanted to research it a little bit. And uh, so many articles came up about how hope is worthless about how so many people have put their hope in things and it let them down. Because what, what I want to tell you tonight is that if you hope in God and you're trusting in him, then you're not going to be let down. I want to show you a verse of someone who knew what that was like. Psalms 25.3, this is what it says. No one who hopes in you, talking about God, will ever be put to shame. Will ever. Because that is a promise that if you put your hope in God during this waiting season in your life and you choose to trust him even though you can't see the other end, even though you can't see what's happening, God will do something great on your behalf if you choose to trust him. Because what could we really do anyway with our situation besides make a bigger mess? David knew what this was like in his, his life. He knew when he tried to take things into his own hands, it would usually lead to a pretty big mess. But when he chose to hope in God and rely on God, the situation would work and it would fall into place. And you know what? It's often that it's not on our timing. It's never when we want it, but it's when God wants it. When he's finally done developing something in us, when he's finally done working something inside of us. You know, we talked about earlier that, that God works everything together. No matter what you're waiting on today, he's gonna work it together for your good. Sometimes the things that we're waiting on, guys, sometimes the things that we want to fall into place are not necessarily for our good. And the reason why it's not coming together the way you want it to is because God knows that that's not gonna add to the masterpiece that he's making. And I'm sure if you could go fast forward in your life and you could look back, you would say, man, I'm so glad that didn't happen in my life. I was waiting on that for happen. I was banking on this. I wanted it so bad. 
but I'm so glad that God painted a different picture for me. So guys, while you are waiting right here, hold on to that hope and don't let go because God will do it in his timing. Abraham waited for 25 years, but there came a day when God said, all right, now it's time. Now I'll give you what I promised Abraham. Guys, God wants to bless you. He wants to work in your life for what you're waiting on. But it's so important that you hope in him and you trust in him. So here's the bottom line. Here's what I really want you guys to get. Hope is an anchor to our souls while we're waiting. It's an anchor that we need to never let go of, guys. We need to rely on it and hold on to it. That God's promises are true and that he is never changing. Here's something so important that I'm learning in my life right now. It's while you're waiting to enjoy life. Because everyone in this room is waiting on something different tonight. We all have something, a different issue. And you know what? Once you're done with the issue that you're currently waiting on, there'll be another one that comes up in your life. It's a process that God is continually doing in our life to make us more dependent on him. I feel like I can make a really good argument that one of the great stories of humanity is that God is always trying to teach us to trust him. Throughout the whole Bible, I feel like you could almost trace every story. You start from the beginning with Adam and Eve. They didn't trust God that he knew what he was talking about when he said not to eat the apple. I mean, fast forward it throughout so many different stories. You can trace this. Even to the cross, the people didn't trust that this was God's son. I mean, everything is so like pieced together in such a way that God is after our trust and he wants it. Guys, this is a great lesson to learn in your life. And this wouldn't be the only time that God tested Abraham in this way with trust and waiting with his son, this very son that we're talking about, the one that God blesses him with. Later in life, God calls him to sacrifice this son, to give this son up. And what does Abraham do? He trusted God. That must have been a really hard time in Abraham's life to lay this this thing that God had just given him. He had waited for so long and God finally gives it to him. Now God wants it back. How cruel and how hard was that. But you know what? God was after something. He was building something in Abraham. And you know why? I think the reason why Abraham was able to trust God when he was back in this box again was because he went through that issue before. It's because he knew, hey, I waited 25 years and God gave me what he promised. And God knows what's best. And so when this next situation came up, he was able to rely on him. So guys, there will always be something that you'll be waiting on and something that God will try to be developing in your life for trust. And it's so important that you do that. But enjoy life in the meantime. Don't let it take everything from you. Don't let it blind you. Because God wants you to enjoy every second that you have. But hold on to hope and you'll have a lot of joy through that season. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for everyone in this room tonight, Lord. And I know that a lot of people are waiting on a lot of different things tonight, Lord God. Some hard things, Lord. Some things that they just really need breakthrough for, God. And I pray, God, that you would really help them today, God, to hold on to hope, God. I pray that they would be encouraged in a great way, Lord. 
I'm sure that they need it, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would meet them. God, that hope would lift up their spirit tonight. God, that it would be like a gift to them tonight, God. That they might not know what the painting looks like, but they know who's painting it. And they know how much that you love them and you care about them, God. And so I I thank you, God. Give them strength. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen.